Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. And I said, what about Breakfast at Fishinies? She said, I think I remember that film. And as I recall, I said, we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's one thing we got. Breakfast at Fishinies. Breakfast at Fishinies. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted Cowboys reporter. 40 years. What? On the NFL beat. You're 33 with me on Jerry Jones's America's Team Cowboys with you. Uh, 66,000 strong fish heads in Cowboy Nation and growing. And we appreciate you being with us every morning at 7.20. Live every evening, Fish at 6. We may do a, a little bit different format today for Fish at 6. So stay tuned as we'll be inside the star this afternoon. We'll see what we can come up with. A singular focus this morning with your help. Get in, get on, be good. Don't be a slappy. And let's take care of an issue that uh, caught on wildfire yesterday. There was a couple of them. The Kyle Pitts trade to Dallas, (laughs) which... Uh, was basically a social media experiment gone wild. And we did address that last night at Fish at Six. You can read about it at CowboysSI.com. We've gotten to the origin of it. Stan has a great point. Uh, that A great song by Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be slappy. We've done it again. Broken halo. <laughs> uh, so here's the hot one. And it is triggered. First of all, as, as many of these rumory, uh, rumor kind of things take shape and then grow. It's rooted in truth. The Cowboys have a red zone problem on offense. There's the truth. Uh, how big the problem is, how solvable it is. What is the real foundation here of Mike McCarthy in the red zone, Dak Prescott in the red zone? What's the real foundation here? That's part of the truth as well. But that core is real. We know all about it by now. You guys, the geniuses in Fishhead Cowboys Nation, recognized this a week ago. I foolishly said, well, they're getting into the red zone a million times, leading the league in red zone attempts. So uh, that's half the battle. Well, maybe, but now they haven't taken uh, care of the other half of the battle. And now we got a problem. So everybody's got a solution. David D with a $5 pitch in into the refund. I hit the like button. Hey, hit the like button. It beats the algorithms on YouTube and YouTube literally gives you as a cowboy fan more authority, more muscle. You get what you want. You get to do what you want on YouTube. This is true. So do hit the like button. In fact, would 45 people please hit the like button on a count of three, three, two, one. Uh, David says, I'm wearing a cowboy jersey and I haven't yet beat the algorithms. (laughs) Keep pounding away. So there's a a lot of theories. 
Craig D. Let's throw it to Gallup more. Pat A.R. De La Garza. Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium? Get the circle and the star. Ask the fellas. They'll show you how. Don't the Cowboys have a jumbo package for goal line? Hmm. Roger Griffin. When you're in the red zone, just throw the dog a bone. So here comes RG3. And I don't think, and he's on ESPN, and I, I, I find it to be smart and entertaining. I don't think he's trying necessarily to be a provocateur when he says the problem is they don't have Zeke. I think he thinks that he's onto something. So is he? And no, I don't mean is he. I mean, is he? Wildcat, Uncle Fish Premium, hand it to Hunter Lipke. Stephen White, feed the fish with likes, subs, and shares. Yes, thank you. Joey Stewart, by the way, Uncle Fish Premium, has been pushing for the re-signing of Ezekiel Elliott, the, the retention of Ezekiel Elliott, all the way back. So if you are that guy, and it's a short list of you guys, keep Zeke. And of course, we, we, we may have left out how much you want to pay him. And we may have left out the fact that uh, he, 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 did, did at one time want to come back, but they never even made any dollar offer because the dollar offer would have been so low. But if you are if you are a keep Zeke guy going back months, then you're you're in a you're in a club here with RG three. Good for you. Retired Air Force with a five dollar pitch in. Let's go get Patrick Sertan. Are, are they are they giving him up in Denver? If we lose out to the 49ers in this trade, Cowboys Nation will never forgive the Joneses. Ah, uh, boy. The Broncos, this, this is my view on this kind of thing. And it goes for Kyle Pitts, too. Same thing. I got a premium pick, first round, star quality player on a rookie contract. Why am I giving him up? That's my view. You're right. In the in the uh, arms race, Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, you're right in speaking generally about if, if there's a guy that can help each of those three teams, the Cowboys better not be asleep at the wheel. They don't have to they don't have to make all those all the trades. They're not gonna make all the trades. Just don't be asleep at the wheel. I'll give you that. Joey Stewart, if RG3 is the head of the club, I may need to give up my membership. All right, let's start at the start. If RG3, if Ezekiel Elliott plays for the Cowboys this year, is their record different? Ask yourself that first. We don't have to get into deep dive analytics, which we will in a moment. If Ezekiel Elliott is playing for the Cowboys, do they beat the Giants by more than 40 to nothing? Do they beat the Jets by more than 30 to 10? And do they win in Arizona on Sunday? It is worth noting 
that the Cardinals' bizarre and terrific record against the Cowboys in the last decade or so, most of those wins came against a Cowboy team that featured Ezekiel Elliott. So the Cowboys at their best with Zeke, they still didn't beat the Cardinals for what it's worth. D.B. Cooper, can Zeke stop the run? Tracy, Uncle Fish Premium, isn't a franchise quarterback supposed to get the job done in the red zone? Just asking. Absolutely. And that's on my list here. So I think it's an obvious conclusion. Except for the locker room part. Maybe I'll give you this. Maybe in the wake of Trayvon Diggs' injury, and the Cowboy players were teary-eyed, and then the three offensive line, maybe Ezekiel Elliott's locker room spirit drives the tears? But there's no logic that says the Cowboys win that game if Zeke's on their team. Look at me. Zeke's a red zone finisher. Hold on. Just a second. Paul Gale, didn't Rico run it pretty well in the, hold on, just a second. You, you guys are right on the money with where we're going here. Last year, when Zeke, Zeke was capable at short yardage last year. I think we all agree with that, okay? Capable, north-south, knew how to find the holes. I don't, was he nifty? He was not nifty. He was not nifty. No, not the the greatest Ezekiel Elliott fan in the world. And I like Zeke. You you didn't, you could not label him as nifty last year. He ran north-south, found a hole, and got you three yards on third and one. Fargate, $5 pitching. Denver could go into rebuild bowl now and will trade Russell Wilson. Nobody will take Russell Wilson. Trade Lance for Sertan. Fargate, you're my guy, but that's not even close. Lance is not not a trade-worthy factor at this point, and nobody wants Russell Wilson. But... You guys are bringing up the Satan thing enough that I, I, it's worth, I'll put it on my list. Let's investigate that here today if I can. So Zeke on third, and, on third and fourth and short last year, got 21 cracks at it. He was 17 of 21 in those attempts. Okay. And, and by the way, and RG3 might've got the number a little wrong, but he, he cited that number. Guess what the Cowboys are running on third and short this year? Last year, Zeke was 17 of 21. They need him back. The Cowboys are seven of eight running on third and short this year. The Cowboys percentage this year without Zeke is better on third and short than it was last year. So, that's out. Zeke in the red zone last year. He was the best we got in the red zone last year. He had 12 touchdowns, mostly as a short yardage guy. Zeke's, by the way, uh, hat tip to Sean and RJ on this one. 
Zeke's yards per carry in the red zone last year, 2.7. Now, a lot of that could be situational. If it's, if it's third and goal from the one, the hole could be this big or his run could have been fantastic and he only gets credit for one yard. So I'm, I don't want to be unfair here. Zeke's yards per carry in the red zone last year, 2.7. Tony Pollard's 4.3. What? And Malik Davis, who isn't even on the 53-man roster anymore, Five point three. So if we're going to do numbers without watching the game, and that's what I think we're doing when we say, well, Zeke scored 12 touchdowns last year. So obviously he would have scored two touchdowns against the Cardinals. You didn't watch the game. If you're going to go beyond watching the game, you have to factor in what this team does in the red zone foundationally, what this offense, this head coach, this play caller does foundationally. And that means we have to count last year. Can't just count the last one game as a foundation. Zeke last year, red zone yards per carry, 2.7. Pollard, 4.3. Malik, 5.3. So you see the game? Well, that means Malik Davis is twice as good in the red zone as Zeke. The Cowboys are getting in the red zone. Jeffrey G, $2 pitch in. What's your sage wisdom to Big Mike if he asks you about red zone strategy? I appreciate the polite question, but that would never happen. As I've said to you often, and this makes me, I know this makes me, I am the uh, Kyle Pitts of sports media, I'm a unicorn because I would not sit down in a room with Mike McCarthy and tell him what I think about the red zone. I would sit down in a room with Mike McCarthy and ask him what he thinks about the red zone. And then I would write as fast and furiously as I could. But I appreciate the polite question. The Cowboys are using Pollard in the red zone. We're three games in. Guess who leads the league in red zone carries? So they get there and they run. I said, and Mike McCarthy has admitted against Arizona too often, they ran too often. And he explained it Well, because they were in they, the defense, Arizona defense, was playing high, meaning they're kind of in a kind of in a prevent of sorts, and they still stopped you when you ran. Zeke, it should be noted, Zeke had a good game last week. In the previous two games, Zeke was not particularly effective. That's worth saying. Craig, I've watched Zeke the last three years. It's two yards in a cloud of dust. That's correct. That's fair. That's not harsh. The argument in favor of him is, well, yeah, but we really needed that two yards. But Tony Pollard is getting you that. If you take Tony Pollard out of the game and put in Zeke, you're not, the 
the numbers and the eye test say that you're not better. And, and I argue, go back and look at Zeke's 12 touchdowns last year, which is great. Which one of those, which ones of those would Tony Pollard not have scored on? Now, somebody points out pass protection. And of course, I think Tony Pollard has been fine there. And we know that Zeke was good there. Go back and look at this game again. I didn't notice that that was a problem. Did you? On the Dak Prescott interception, it looks to me, as near as I can tell, that there's five, there's a quarterback, there's five blockers, and there's five guys out on the route. They're not asking anybody to pass protect on that play. And there's no pressure on Dak. The five offensive linemen there held up just fine. So what does pass pro have to do with it? In the case of Cowboys in the red zone now. I don't, I don't see it. Tony Pollard. I uh, had tip to Sean and RJ with Bobby Bell. He's essentially got the same number of red zone carries already this year as he had all of last year. I think that's right. Because, of course, down low, down deep, so often they use Zeke. Dozdoff says not only is Pollard proving that he's going to get those one or two yards, and he has proven that, but he, there's an added component. He's going to get the one or two yards, and then he's going to get to the second level, and then he might score. Lonely Catman, Uncle Fish Premium. That ship has sailed. People got to move on. It's a, it really is a salient point on your part. But I'm, I know you understand that it won't really sail until Monday after the Cowboys beat the Patriots. And then that'll be the end of this. I'll give you a red zone issue, even though people are saying, boy, they need to use the tight. Jake Ferguson leads the world in red zone targets. That's probably not ideal. Between Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup, guess how many catches they have? Forget touchdowns. How many catches they have in the red zone? I think it's zero. Play calling? Yes. Play calling. The Cowboys are not using their their weaponry in the red zone outside of Tony Pollard. And part of it is they look a little sluggish. They do not look like they have super dynamic, faster than you, jump higher than you, catch better than you talent. I think they do. Uh, Catman points out the absence of Schultz, and he certainly had a knack for being productive. But they're thrown to Jake Ferguson at a league-leading uh, rate. So 
And Schottenheimer said, it's not personnel. Well, okay, then it's scheme or play calling, or as Sway B points out with the $5 pitch in, creativity. I can't get, I'm in the red zone and I can't get CeeDee Lamb or Brandon Cooks or Michael Gallup open ever. Here's the pacifier in my view. Here's the calm downer in my view. And I appreciate you guys throwing your views in as well. Dak's passer rating last year, uh, hat tip Bobby Bell, in the red zone, 106. His passer rating now, 75. Now, as RJ said yesterday morning, that can change in one game. And maybe it will. That can change in one game. But right now, Dak Prescott, by the numbers, hasn't been good in the red zone. That seems pretty obvious, too, doesn't it? But I'm going to... I'm going to find my playmakers in the red zone. Charles C. Execution, the lamest thing in sports. Listen, if a guy misses a block and Dak gets sacked, it doesn't matter how good the play call was. If five guys go out on routes and three Arizona defenders cover one of them, and the Cowboys offense led by Dak Prescott isn't doing the math and going, um, somewhere two guys should be open, then, then that is, that's play design, and that's a quarterback making the wrong decision. JP, in all fairness, it's week three, right? And of course, we're gonna do this the way we've been doing it for 33 years around here. We're gonna analyze the hell out of it. Here's the foundational part of it that's fine, that says, no, it's not about Zeke. You ran the ball fine. Unfortunately, Arizona ran the ball finer. The play calling, again, foundationally, over the course of years now, but including last year and now this small sample size of this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Chester McPeak, do you watch the game? For 40 years, I've been watching the game from the press box, from the sideline, uh, attending practice, being on the team bus, the team plane, and then team hotel. So I do my best to stay awake and watch the game. If I'm not mistaken, last year, Dallas Cowboys were the number one red zone team in football. And this year, they're the number one team in the red zone in football in terms of getting there. The, the, those two pieces together signal a thumbs up. It suggests that what's happened the last two weeks, while it's a problem, is also an aberration. I'm the best team in football over the course of the last 20 games. I'm the best team in football in one category or another at getting in the red zone and at scoring in the red zone. 
those two things together sandwiched give me the answer. Zeke's not the answer. Making put, Putting the meat between those two pieces of sandwich bread, that's your answer. Because Bubba, you're right. Right now, they have dipped. Thank you, Bubba. I'm glad you brought that up. They have dipped from being the number one red zone team in football to at this moment being number 27 in football. That has got to be an aberration. That cannot hold. Fort Worth Texan will, uh, uh, what's the situation with the three offensive linemen today? I think Big Mike speaks to us at 11 o'clock and that of course will be uh, along with Red Zone and Zeke and Kyle Pitts. Uh, that'll probably be question number one and uh, we'll be there to ask it. Come with us to the star today. Uh, via the fish report here. Uh, would you please hit the like button? It looks like you did it. I appreciate that. Would you subscribe to what we do here? It's absolutely free. We are also available in podcast form. You can also see the link below for the Uncle Fish store as well. Thank you to Broken Halo and to all you guys for steering us through this morning. Come with us now. Uh, uh, thank you, Fargate, for the Schultz comment, by the way. Come with us now, and uh, let's go to CowboysSI.com, and let's... Uh, Together, spend our day loaded for bear fish out. Oh.